I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On v the sports betting network. It's our number three of the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Esports Bank Network. We've got a tremendous hour for you guys. We're going to be joined in about 15 minutes by Tom Cunningham. He's a man that, well, he uses his cunning to take a look at a little bit of everything. He's going to be talking with us a little bit about the Oscars. We're going to be joined by him to be able to take a look at some college basketball, some Super Bowl props. list goes on and on. He does a great job over at runyourpool.com. So... We're going to have a great chat with him starting in about 15 or so minutes. In the meantime, we're going to be taking a look at some college basketball in this hour and in this segment because the Super Bowl, there's a lot of money to be made there. There's a lot of props to break down, but you're not going to be able to make money on the Super Bowl tomorrow because, well, that's not being played until Sunday. What you can make money on on Tuesday is college basketball, though. So how about if we take a look at this Big 12 matchup between TCU and Kansas State? 649, 650 on the betting board. TCU opens up a two and a half point underdog. Now we're finding it in most places at a four and a half. Here at Circa, where I sit, it's a five point underdog, and your total is between 146 and a half and 147 and a half. I did set my total at 144. I'm going to be willing to dive under now. You've got a pair of teams that are playing relatively up tempo. TCU closer to about 50th in the country in terms of total possessions, brain. Kansas State about 39th in the country, but 
Reason why I do like the under in this spot is that both of these teams have been relatively efficient with their defense, especially TCU. TCU, a uh, number 15 ranked team in terms of points allowed on a per possession basis. And now they're dealing with the injury to their top scorer in Mike Miles. He's missed each of the last two games. Technically, the last three games, he goes down in that Mississippi State game after a few minutes. So, TCU has pretty much been without him each of the last three games. And in regulation, in the three games that they have played without him, the last game against Oklahoma State, less than savory, giving up 79 points. But prior to that, in regulation, they had given up fewer than 70 points in Mississippi State. They win that West Virginia game, 76-72. So, the defense... It's taken a little bit of a dip, but it's nothing too bad. They're going up against a Kansas State team that they have been figured out a little bit more. They've scored fewer than 70 points and now three out of their last five games. They've got two really dynamic players in Keontae Johnson, coupled with Marquise Noel. Noel gives you just under eight assists per game. These two guys have been able to combine for about 34 points per contest. Both of them shoot it well from three, including Johnson, shooting right around 40% from three-point range. But it's a question of, what are you going to be able to get out of someone like a Cam Carter? Can you have Desi Sills step up, be able to take the edge off of these two a little bit? Because I do feel like Kansas State starting to get figured out a little bit in terms of that offense. And then when it comes to TCU, Damian Ball has been a really good guard for the team, both with his offense and his defense. He was suspended for the first few games of the season and has come back, giving the team five assists, double-figure amount of points, chips in their two steals, very integral part of this team and with TCU you don't have that one guy that's going to go out there and is going to give you a bunch of rebounds their leading rebounder is Eddie Lampkin Lampkin gives you right around six to six half rebounds per game but they do a really nice job of being able to rebound by committee as it's a TCU team that in terms of rebound rate is one of the top teams in all of college basketball last year they were actually a top 10 team in terms of offensive rebound rate this year they're hovering more in the neighborhood of 37th in the country in terms of percentage of misses that they get an offensive rebound on at about 32%. But I do like the way that they're able to hit the glass. Both of these teams, they do a relatively solid job on that front. And I do think that both of these teams, pair of teams that rank in the top 50 nationally, turns points a lot on a per possession basis, going to be able to tie the other down. So I did set my total 144. I'm going to be willing to go under in this spot. With Kansas State on the opener of 2.5, Saw a little bit of value, but we have seen a very dramatic line move here. Saw between four and a half and five. I was talking about this with our good friend Danielle Alvari here at the network about an hour ago that just has gone a little bit too far for me. So I'm going to be looking to take the four and a half to five with TCU. Anything above four, I'm willing to take with TCU. And I'm going to be taking a look at this total under as well. We've talked a lot about the Big Ten thus far on this show. How about if we give a little bit of love to this big-time ACC matchup. 6:43, 6:44 on the betting board. Virginia is going to be playing up to NC State. NC State opened up as a seven-point underdog. Now we're finding it anywhere between 7.5 and 8. And your total on this game, it is 136 to 136.5. This has gone a little bit too far for me as well. With Virginia, I was seeing them a little bit earlier in the day, more around about a 6.5 to a 7. Now that we have seen this thing get bumped up, to where I sit here at Circa and 8. I'm seeing it at the Westgate as well. Just a spot where they've made me an offer that I can't refuse on NC State. It's a Virginia team that, once again, they're playing at one of the slowest rates in all of college basketball. They're not dead last in terms of possessions per game because 
North Texas has really taken over that moniker. They play really, really slow out there in Conference USA. Miley Cyrus' favorite conference because it is a party in Conference USA, but that said, it's also a party in Virginia when you get these low-scoring games. But for Virginia, they've now fallen outside the top 50 in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, and it doesn't sound like much that NC State has crept into the top 85 in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, but it's an NC State team that they deserve a little bit more love than what they have been given because this team has really risen up. They were objectively terrible last year. In a historically bad ACC, they were dead last. It was a little bit befuddling that they brought back Kevin Keats, and Kevin Keats has been able to get these guys to fire on all cylinders. You've got Terquavian Smith, who's been able to team up very well with Jarkel Joyner, who came in via the transfer portal. They've been able to combine for 34 points per game. Both of these guys shoot between 35.5 and 36.5% from three-point range. They combine for 7.5 assists per game, and then you've been able to have Casey Marcel shoot over 40% for three chips in their 12 points per game. And though NC State doesn't have that one dominant rebounder, DJ Turnitup Burns has been able to give you about five rebounds per game. You've got Greg Gant, who's been able to give you five rebounds per game. They've done a solid job of being able to rebound by committee. And they go up against a Virginia team that is not going to be able to expose that weakness I mentioned a little bit before, not having that top rebounder because Jaden Gardner is 5.1 rebounds per game. That currently leads the way for Virginia. So I do think that NC State is going to be able to hold their own on the glass. It's a Virginia team that they have been really efficient on offense. I recognize the fact that they play very slowly, but at the same time, they're still only turning the ball over about 9.3 times for contest. We've got a pair of guys in Reese Beekman, coupled with Kia Clark, who have been able to combine for 11.1 assists per game. And you take a look at this Virginia team, in terms of efficiency, that would be the amount of points that they score on a per-possession basis, and they're currently clocking in at 26th in the country, so they've done a great job on that front. They shoot as a collective just below 38.5% from three-point range. Guys like a Ben Vanderplas, Caden Chadrick, they do a good job of being able to rebound by committee, but I do think that NC State is going to be able to hold in this game Ever since they've had their big man in Dusan Marosic get injured and they brought in DJ Burns into the starting lineup. It's been a team that has been a little bit more stout on the interior. It is a Virginia team that they're coming off of giving up north of 70 points in that game to Virginia Tech in a little bit of a rivalry matchup. But as I pointed out in my pro tip for hour number one, these teams are coming off of highly emotional rivalry matchups. They're teams that you probably want to be fading a little bit more. Virginia certainly fits the billing in this spot, so I did set my number at 7.5. Now that we're getting 8, I'm going to be willing to take the points with NC State. NC State, a much improved defensive team. Set my total 133.5. You know that you're going to be getting a low possession game here with Virginia, so I'm going to be looking at the under, and I'm willing to take 8 or more here with NC State, and something else I find to be very interesting is a rematch of a game that was so thrilling a few weeks ago. Now we see a flip of venues for this one. 653, 654 on the betting board. New Mexico is going to be playing us to Nevada. Nevada opened up a three and a half point underdog. Now they're between four and four and a half. Total on this game, it has come down. It opened up at 150. Now it is between 148 and 149. I'm actually seeing a 149 and a half year at Circa, but really everyone else is below 149. And this is a circumstance where even though we've seen a little bit of a line move, I think that there's still a little bit of value with New Mexico. Four and a half is the max I'm willing to lay, but I'm willing to lay it. Last time these two teams met, 
It was 97-94 in a double overtime thriller in Western New Mexico. Let's call it what it is. They got hosed on that intentional foul. It was not too terrific for them. Now Nevada has to go to the pit. And the pit is one of the most underrated venues in all of college basketball. And they have to go up against a backcourt duo that was very good the first time around. And Jalen Ellis, coupled with Jamal Mashburn Jr., these two guys are combining for just below 37 points per game. They combine to shoot 39.5% for three-part range. House is able to give you 2.8 steals per game. That ranks in the top 10 in all of college basketball. Chips in their five assists per game. But what is really underrated about this New Mexico team, we always talk about their offense and how prolific they are. They're a top 85 team. Turns points a lot on a per-possession basis. And I really do like what they've been able to get down low. Josiah Alec along with Maurice Uduze. Have been able to combine for 16.7 rebounds per game. Uduze is also able to give you about 15.5 points per game. Flip side for the Savannah team, Davion Williamson has been able to come in and he's been able to do a good job. Darion Williams, I should say, has been able to give you 7 rebounds, about 7 points per game. Chips in there, a pair of assists per game. But what I like about Nevada is that in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis, they give up the exact same amount at home rather than on the road. This was a total that... At the 150 opener, I thought that you had a little bit of value on the under. Now that we've gotten to 148, I do like the over because you do have a New Mexico team. It's in the top 40 in terms of total possessions per game. They've been rather lively in terms of their offense. And this is a game that, much like the first time around, I do think that you're going to be getting some late game falling. Last time these two teams played, it was 78-78 to when it was at the end of regulation. So even though the game went to double overtime, even in regulation, the game went over, so here at 148, I'm looking at the over. I think that New Mexico gets their revenge. I'm willing to lay up to four and a half with them. And coming up next, we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl with our good friend Tom Cunningham of RunYourPool.com. Next here on the Great Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Writing Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's biggest game, the VSN experts have got you covered. Become a VSN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VSN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSN shows and guests, tools like our betting splits. Eh? Let you see where the money and the bets are moving on every single game. Deep dive betting reports, VSN betting guides. For the biggest games of the season where experts break down brackets, bets, bets, and all the big game props, do not miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vsim.com slash subscribe today and become a subscriber for just $9.99 and become a part of the Sports Betting Network at vsin.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on vsim, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be joined by Tom Cunningham. He does great work over there at runyourpool.com. This man is able to break down a little bit of everything, which I love about him. And Tom, it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Oh, thanks for the introduction. Appreciate you having me on, Greg. Great to be here. I appreciate you joining me. And Tom, let's take a look at the big game that we're going to be getting as it is going to be a game involving Chicago State and Delaware State. Oh, wait, that's not the big game (laughs) that they were referring to. Gosh darn it, I we could talk about that though. We could. I mean, <laughs> Chicago State has been a money-making team for many out there this year, which is the complete opposite of what Chicago State used to be. But that said, take a look at Eagles versus Chiefs. Right now, where we stand on this game is the Chiefs being a one and a half point underdog in most spots. 
seeing straight two at the South Point with a total between 50 and a half and 51. Before we dive into the props, where do you stand just in terms of more of the generic side and total for this game? Yeah, uh, I'm glad you said total because I don't really have uh, any conviction in either of these teams covering the spread. Uh, just going to that market real quickly, when looking at these trends, these teams actually don't cover a lot. Uh, the Eagles, they failed to cover five straight games when playing in Glendale. For those of you that don't know, they're playing in the State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona for the Super Bowl. Uh, Philly, they've actually failed to cover four of six going to more recent trends. And then Kansas City, they failed to cover four or five on the road. So I don't really have a ton of conviction in the spread. It's also, as you mentioned, only one and a half. Uh, if you know that's the case, I might just lean towards the money line and a straight-up winner. Uh, but then I look towards that market, and these teams win a bunch of games. The Eagles have won 16 of 19. Uh, the Chiefs, they've won 6 of 7 on the road. And then the Chiefs have also won 10 straight games, Greg, against the NFC. So that's kind of why I'm a little you know, skittish to just kind of go all in with the Eagles here. I'm very impressed with the Eagles. But Mahomes is Mahomes, and the Chiefs have won 10 in a row against the NFC. So I'm going to go to the point total as my best play in terms of the popular markets. I think I'm going to go with the under here. Uh, I don't have a ton of conviction in it, but I have more conviction in it than either of the teams covering the spread or winning straight up. Uh, the reason I like the under, starting with the trends, Philly, they've gone under in six straight playoff games, so there is that. Uh, these teams go under a lot recently as well. Uh, Philly, they've gone uh, under five of six, going back to the regular season. And then Kansas City, they've gone under in four of five. Um, some trends working against us. Kansas City, they've gone over in 10 of 13 on the road, and then the overs hit in four or five meetings. But I'm going to lean with the under also because diving into the stats a little bit more, there's a lot of sacks between these two teams. I actually believe the Eagles just broke a record or they're in the top four for most sacks by an NFL team during a regular season. They're the only team in the NFL with over four sacks per game, 4.1, that leads the NFL. Uh, that's first. And guess who's second? The Kansas City Chiefs uh, with Chris Jones at 3.2 sacks per game. So with the top pass rush in the NFL and the second best pass rush in the NFL, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to play with the defense a little bit, uh, dominating this in the pass rush, getting to both quarterbacks in this game. So that's kind of what I'm banking on right now. I'll get, I'll take the under, and I saw it went up to 50 and a half. So if it continues to climb up, uh, just more power to us under betters in this one. Absolutely, and I do think that it is very important when it comes to the Super Bowl as well. If you've got a take on a side slash total to diversify the portfolio just a little bit with regards to props, this doesn't mean that if you like the under because – I am someone that I like the under as well. It doesn't mean that you're, it's like, oh, now we've got to take 37 unders and everything like that because, well, that doesn't, if that under doesn't hit, it's going to be a pretty miserable night for you to say the least. But in terms of some of the props that you are taking a look at, I know that there's a few players that you actually like the over on in terms of their rushing prop or perhaps a little bit of something different as well, just in terms of being able to accrue some stats. Yeah, well, let's start with the uh, the anytime touchdown market uh, in terms of over. Uh, some plus values out there. Boston Scott's been a touchdown machine for the Eagles uh, over the last three games. He scored a touchdown three straight games. His plus value is around 400. That's probably the best touchdown value you're going to get for a player likely to score. Uh, Jared McKinnon, I think, is plus 120. He scored in six of eight games. Uh, Marcus Valdez Scanling, he scored in three straight games as well. You get him for like plus 225, plus 250. When you go to minus value uh, for over, uh, I guess, over 0.5 touchdowns, uh, Jalen Hurts is minus value. He scored a rushing touchdown in five of six games. Quarterback, though, so, you know, if you want to pay minus value for a rushing touchdown for a quarterback, uh, yeah, that's kind of risky, but that's on you. And then Travis Kelsey at minus value, 
He scored an eight of nine playoff game. So he seems like a lock uh, to find the end zone in this game. But he is expensive. I believe minus 125 was the cheapest price you could get for Kelsey to get into the end zone. So those are kind of the, the touchdown players I would circle. Depending on what price you're willing to pay, those are kind of the players I would lean towards. But I really like a lot of the uh, Eagles aerial attack in this game for over. And the reason I say that is because of this. Kansas City's rushing offense is 20th and the Eagles rushing defense is 16th. So we can kind of eliminate the running game right there. Kansas City's pass offense is first, but Philly's pass defense is also first. So they kind of negate each other. Kansas City's rush defense is eighth. Philly's rush offense is fifth. Both pretty good. Again, negate each other. Kansas City's pass defense is 18th and Philly's is ninth passing offense in the NFL. So that tells me that the Eagles passing game should have the advantage on the field. So I'm looking at Dallas Goddard over 64 uh, yards or more in four straight games against the AFC. You get him for 48 and a half over in receiving yards. Um, we have Devontae Smith, 4.5 receptions. You can go over. He has gotten six catches or more in four or five games. And then finally going to end on this Quez Watkins, 1.5 catches. You can go over that for plus 130. All he needs is two catches. Wes Watkins has had two or more catches in eight of 10 games against the AFC. So I would kind of look towards the Eagles passing games if I'm going to go uh, with any player props in terms of going over uh, any sort of yardage, total reception, anything like that. I'd go over with the Eagles passing game. I think that that's a good way to be able to break that down. And in terms of any of those matchups, is there anything that you're really looking at in terms of the under? Because I do think that with both of these quarterbacks, they do have some injury concerns. And I do think that that could lend to some good value on the under, especially with both of these guys and Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes being guys that we're taking a look at all week long. It's not like you're going off the beaten path and being like, oh, wide receiver number five to go under like 10 receiving yards or anything like that. I do think that these are guys that are relatively hyped up and that means that their numbers are going to be bumped up as well. And probably going to be going up as the week goes along as well. Yeah, well, I think one market I would just kind of eye right now is the sack total market. As I mentioned already, the Eagles, they have four sacks per game, and the Chiefs average 3.2 sacks per game. So, I mean, just kind of using that math, you're looking at roughly around seven sacks per game. I would kind of look at the game prop total there and maybe go over under depending what you're going to get. Uh, again, I do expect there to be a lot of sacks in this game. So uh, if you want to look in that market, feel free to do so. And then going to the, the player props a little bit, maybe you look under for some of the rushing stats. Uh, as I mentioned, these teams have pretty good rushing defenses. Um, and then. Kansas city and, and Philly there, you know, they kind of negate each other in some of these rushing stats as well. So I just don't see a ton of, you know, great plays on the ground. Isaiah Pacheco, 48 and a half rushing yards. You can get him to go over or under that. Um, look, he's hit 58 or more yards in nine of 11 games. So if you're feeling that trend, feel free to go over. But uh, again, I kind of like the under in that regard, just because I'm not high on the rushing game for either of these teams in this one. And then uh, also going to the rushing game, Kenneth Gainwell, he's been kind of quiet in the uh, in the backfield for Philly with Boston Scott and Miles Sanders garnering all the attention. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell is only getting 20 and a half uh, for his over under for rushing yard total, which I find extremely low. He has rushed for 35 or more yards in three straight games. But again, if you think that the defenses are going to shine and the rushing games are going to struggle, maybe you go under that. Uh, but those are some other player props to maybe keep an eye on and including the sack total, Greg. I really think sacks are going to be a big part of the Super Bowl. I do think so as well. And in the final minute, is there anything else that you're going to be taking a look at 
in the Super Bowl, whether that be novelty props or what have you, because it is a game that it just provides so many unprecedented betting opportunities. It's it's funny you brought up the novelty props because I was just thinking in my mind, you know, one of the one of the questions we had on the uh, prop questionnaires that we filled out was what's Rihanna's first song going to be during the halftime show. And it's funny because we've talked about the Oscars on here a couple of times. And one of those options was lift me up, which is the uh, song for black Panther Wakanda forever. So that was my pick uh, only because you know me, I'm an Oscars nuts and a movie nut. (laughs) So I, I went with lift me up from Rihanna, but uh, I also think umbrella uh, is a classic of Rihanna. So uh, she might open that to get the party started, but uh, for novelty bets, uh, give me Lift Me Up, Brianna. Play that as your first song and let everyone know uh, why it was the, uh, nominated for an Oscar. Well, I can tell you right now, I'm more of an umbrella guy. I'm not feeling the new stuff. I like the hits, and we're going to be going with hits next with Tom Cunningham of RunYourPool.com. We're going to be taking a look at some Oscars and some college basketball with him next on the Great Peterson Experience. I'm Visa, the Sports Banking Network. on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The help desk is here for you. Do you have questions about betting the Super Bowl? Wondering about how to hedge? Maybe you're looking for an unusual prop or insights from one of our hosts? The VSN Big Game Help Desk is here for you. Submit your questions at vsin.com slash help desk and it could be answered by one of our experts on air or on VEASAN.com. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Well, since we don't have anyone that's actually operating like a phone or anything like that, I'm sitting here at a desk, and I'll pretend like I am the one that is fielding all these questions, even though it's just going into the cloud or whatever the heck the operating system is for answering all these questions. But I'll pretend like I am receiving all these. But a man that always gives us great insights, that'd be Tom Cunningham. He does a great job over there at runyourpool.com and Tom I know that you've been taking a look at the Oscars and we'll dive into some college basketball in a few minutes but what have you been taking a look at in terms of some of these longer shot props because I believe that there's a prop that you're taking a look at in terms of best supporting actress at 28 to 1 that you think has a little bit of value yeah, and the 28 to 1 value is with BetMGM. I actually looked. So, Stephanie Hugh, uh, who we actually talked about on your show before when Brian and I were on, uh, we think she's probably the best value out there to bet on for best supporting actress right now. I personally thought, outside of Janelle Monet, she was the best supporting actress of the year, uh, just from all the, the films I viewed. <clears throat> so, with DraftKings, she's down to 12 to 1. That's why I brought up BetMGM to start because she's only 28 to 1 with BetMGM. She's down to 12 to 1 with DraftKings. So shop accordingly. And I think for 28 to 1, you should still go ahead and get her. Uh, I believe she was 25 to 1 at one point. So getting her, you know, at 28 to 1 now is even better value. Uh, I just, I have a hard time really seeing anyone else beat her. Uh, now, I know Angela Bissett's the favorite for best supporting actress for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Her odds are minus 225, which I think are a bit juicy considering that it is a competitive field you've got uh, jamie lee curtis in there as well you've got carrie condon from the banshees of inishiron who was very good and could actually win this award she's actually won a few precursor awards um as well which makes me kind of stay away from uh angela Bassett as well 
But again, I just think for the value you're getting with Stephanie Chu, uh, and the SAGs haven't occurred yet. If she wins the SAG for Best Supporting Actress, her odds are going to go from 28 to 1 or 25 to 1 or even 12 to 1. They're going to drop to like minus 150, minus 110, right around that area. So I think you strike on her now uh, for good long shot odds. And then you might like this one, Greg. I know you liked Elvis a little bit. Uh, I think Elvis, yeah, for film editing, I thought it was a great uh, film editing movie. Now, the favorite for best film editing is Everything Everywhere All at Once. And I do like that. Uh, at minus 125, I think that's a good bet. However, for plus 1600 or for 16 to 1, you can get Elvis for best film editing. And uh, I don't know what you thought about the movie, but I remember when watching it, uh, usually movies that deal with montages and time period jumps, they do pretty well with the film editing category. Uh, and so I think Elvis did a really good job of that. I think 16 to 1 is validated for a long shot bet in that category. I think that that's a really good look there. And I do think that Elvis was a relatively solid movie. It sort of flopped in terms of the actual box office sales itself, but I was a fan of that as well. So I'm glad that you gave it a little bit of love. And now we've got to give some love to college basketball because if Minions were up for a few Oscars, we would be (laughs) spending the entire segment on it. But the meanie butt munches did not decide to put Minions on there. So that made us very, very sad. What makes me very, very happy is college basketball. And taking a look at this game between Maryland and Michigan State. Michigan State opened up about a two-point favorite. Now we've seen this number go to four with a total between 131.5 and 132.5. Not sure where you stand on this game, but it's a spot where I certainly am going to be taking a look at the under. For Maryland, they've held each other last five opponents to 63 points or fewer. They've done a great job there, and they can't hit a three-pointer to save their lives. Meanwhile, you've got a Michigan State team that's playing relatively slowly as well and a little bit befuddling with regards to line movement. Here at four, this would be starting to be my buy point on Maryland. Yeah, and it's funny the season Maryland has had. You know, they came out um, like a bat out of hell, just, you know, winning a bunch of games. Then they kind of hit a rough patch and they started to lose some games and they seem to be right back on track. Um, You mentioned starting with the under. So I have 131 and a half. Uh, so if it's more than that, I'll, that's great. I'll take the under again. Maryland, they, uh, their OU record this year is 7-16. and 16. So they've gone under uh, quite a few times, 16 times this year. You mentioned the fact that Maryland's holding teams to 63 points or less lately. How about this? Maryland, uh, they've seen 128 total points in a game or less in six straight Big Ten games when playing at night. So there are a few things to like about uh, the point total going under in this game, just in terms of what Maryland has been producing. They go under a lot. They hold teams to 63 points or less, and then they only see 128 points or less uh, when playing within the conference at night. You also brought up uh, the ATS market for this game, and it's time to buy on Maryland. I think that's true as well. When you look at the ATS Maryland, they've actually covered their last six games. Uh, So they're on quite the run right now in terms of the ATS market. Then you go to Michigan State. They're complete opposite of that. They've actually failed to cover the spread in four straight games. So if you like Maryland uh, to cover the spread against Michigan State, I think that's fine. I personally think the under is the better play. Uh, But if you're going to, look, if you're going to go with the Terps and covering the spread, I really can't argue that. I will say this. Maryland has won the second half in five straight games against Michigan State. So you can maybe use that piece of information, that trend, 
uh, to perhaps live bet or maybe just take Maryland to win the second half, depending on what the lines are looking like. I think that that's a really good stat that you bring up because with Michigan State, it's typically a team that under Tom Izzo, you think, oh, this team is going to be able to close it out and everything like that. And it's a little bit of a new look Maryland team this year with Kevin Miller taking over the reins. But certainly it is a Maryland team that they do a nice job of being able to lock down on defense. These two teams have had a little bit more difficulty locking down on defense as we're on to Cincinnati in the words of Bill Belichick, who's on the road facing up against Tulane. Total on this game is 153 and a half. Right now seeing Tulane in most spots as a one and a half point favorite. This is a spot where I'm going to be taking a look at it in the AM. I'm seeing a two at circle with Cincinnati and that would be beginning to be my buy point. But as of right now, I'm really holding off in terms of the spread. Where do you stand on this game? More in terms of the total, though, because you do have a Tulane team that they absolutely love to run it and gun it, and it's a Cincinnati team that typically under Wes Miller plays a little bit more defense. Yeah, and uh, just from being an Atlanta native, I just want to give a shout-out to Coach Hunter uh, over at Tulane <laughs> from Georgia State. Uh, I loved him in his little scooter that one year in March Madness. He Hall. fell off oh, the chair when his son yeah. hit the three. That was awesome. So uh, I love Coach Hunter. Um, so mad respect to him at Tulane now. Uh, good stuff there. It's really turned that program around uh, since he's been there. But going to this game, I like the under 153 and a half. Uh, Cincinnati, they've only seen 144 points or less in nine of 10 games. Uh, the, I think that's too strong of a trend to ignore. I also think 153 points for a college basketball game <laughs> is a lot. Um, so I'm going to go with the under as my best play. Greg, there is one trend working against us on this one, however. It's Tulane. They've gone to overtime in three or four games. Uh, so that doesn't help underbetters at no. all. This game does, in fact, go to overtime. But, uh, look, if, if Tulane goes to overtime four or five games, uh, I'll shake the hand of the overbetter in that one. So I'll take the under in this one. Uh, give me under 153.5 for Cincinnati and Tulane. Yeah, that's when you know if you took the under in every one of those games and the game goes to overtime in four out of five games, <laughs> four out of five that things are just not really working in your favor right there. There's no way to handicap four of five games going to overtime, but I do think that there's a way to be able to handicap this Kentucky and Arkansas and Kentucky opened up a three and a half point favorite. They've now went to as low as five and as high as six, which I think that this has gotten up a little bit too lofty. Dawn's game is anywhere between 139 and a half and 140. And if you figure that, this game is going to be landing between five and six. You have to account for a little bit of late game falling, but where do you stand on this one? Because I just take a look at the number that I'm seeing here at circa six, and it just feels to me like it's getting up too high on Kentucky. Yeah. Cause these teams are relatively even, I would think. Um, so six, uh, yeah, I would definitely take the underdog in that regard. I like the under in this one too. I'm going under a lot with these games. We're going to have a undertaker college. Yeah, right. A boring night of college basketball, if I have it my way, just a bunch of unders. Um, but look, I think the under is a good play here. Uh, Arkansas, they go under a lot. They're 7-15-1. and one. That's their OU record this year. So they go under quite a lot. Or to put in layman's terms, they don't go over a lot at all. So uh, I like the under in that regard. Arkansas, they've also only seen 136 points or less in 9-11 games when taking on a non-ranked school at night. Very specific trend, but that would go under the given 140. And then you look at the given 140 point total for this game. Arkansas has gone under that total in four of their last five games. So I'm really kind of leaning towards Arkansas's trends here and going with the under as the best play. 
And the trend that I've been following on this show is your great advice, Tom. You always <laughs> lend it whenever you're on here. Always do appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Greg. Have a blast. Thanks so much. Tom Cunningham does absolutely terrific work over at runyourpool.com. And coming up next, we're going to be keeping the college basketball chatter going. I give you guys my DKNH pick for Tuesday's college basketball slate on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. 
Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Next weekend will be the last weekend of football, and BetRivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be as you can win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing in our exclusive BetRivers Squares this football season. Place $10 or more in qualifying bets, and you get a square on the house. And if your numbers match up with the Final score of the game, you win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligibility bonus, and credit use. Full terms and conditions are available at BetRiverSquares.com. It is the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience. I've eaten the Sports Bank Network, I should say. Final segment of the night. As we'll be back with you guys once again tomorrow. Coming up after myself is going to be a replay of the Greg Peterson Experience. If you're listening on VEASAN.com, watching on YouTube TV, what have you. And if you're listening to a replay if you're on podcast i have no idea what to tell you because you could be listening to vsin best bets feed you could also have coming up next like flappy bob's funhouse i have no idea what you're getting on in terms of podcasts but with that said 4 a.m pacific 7 a.m eastern follow the money mitch moss paul howard they're gonna get you guys all set for what is going to be a tremendous day of sports betting on tuesday and getting you guys set for the big game on Sunday as well. But in the meantime, we've got you guys company and we're going to be taking a look at all that we've got in terms of college basketball, including my DK Nation write-up, which is going to be involving a battle out there in the SEC. 619-620 on the betting board. It is Auburn and they are going to be hitting the road. They're going to be facing off against Texas A&M. Texas A&M between a three to a three and a half point favorite total on this game. It is between 140 and a half, well, pretty much 140 and a half across the board. We were seeing a couple straight 141s, but as of right now, it's just 140 and a half. And right up here is going to be on the under. I set my total at a 136. And we had a pair of very dominant defenses, including one that I think is very underrated in Texas A&M. Texas A&M has allowed 67 points or fewer. And now 11 out of their last 13 games. And they're a team that I think has some serious upside in the SEC. If you're looking for a team that's a little bit of a sleeper, I do like what they're able to bring to the table because with Texas A&M, a lot of their defensive prowess has been what they've been able to provide on the glass. They don't necessarily have that one guy down low, and I'm going to get to the gentleman for Auburn that has really been a dominator down low in a second. But with Texas A&M, out of their top five scorers, you've got Wade Taylor, the fourth, who's able to give you 14 and a half points, chips in there, four assists, and he's really been the dominant scorer. But scores number two through five in terms of points per game for Texas A&M. They all pull in anywhere between 4.2 and 6.2 rebounds per game. You've had Tyrese Radford be able to ascend with regards to his three-point shooting to about 35.5%. Gives you 14 points, five and a half rebounds per game. Julius Marble has done a good job down low. You get Dexter Dennis, a good on-ball defender, eight and a half points, five boards, a steal per game. And then you've had Henry Coleman chip in their six rebounds per game now. I do mention the three-point shooting of Tyrese Radford, and it is a Texas A&M bunch that they only shoot 31.8% from three-point range, but this Auburn team, they are really good on defense, and boy, they need some help in terms of their outside shooting. 
And she 28.8% as a collective. That is 350th out of 363 D1 teams. But for Auburn, 16th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. If you zone this out to a road and neutral court environment, they are 7th in the country. And the big reason why, they are cleaning up with G&I Broom. 13.5 points, 8.9 rebounds, and 2.5 blocks per game. You do want to note that Dylan Cardwell, the really number two center for this Auburn team, He's dealing with a little bit of an ailment. He's able to give you four boards, about a block and a half per contest. But even if he's not out there, you still have GNI Broom. You still have plenty of guys that are able to do a good job of it in the glass. And you've been able to get a little bit more out of Allen Flanagan recently as well. He's been able to give the team at least eight points in each of the last seven games. But that's not enough scoring to be able to get you over this total. It's an Auburn team that really does hang their head on defense. They do a nice job of being able to generate some turnovers. But at the same time, it is an Auburn team that... They have been turning the ball over about 13 times per game themselves as a mid-tempo team. Got Texas A&M team has been sloppy with the ball, especially at home, 278th in the country in terms of turnovers on a per-possession basis when they are in College Station. Meanwhile, you've got for this Auburn team just not a ton in the backcourt. Wendell Green, 4.3 assists, 13.5 points per contest, but he shoots 28.5% from three-point range. You've really got. Jalen Williams shooting about 35% from three. He's able to chip in their 10.5 points, 5.5 rebounds per game, and that is about it. Both of these teams really reining it in on defense. Both of these teams struggling on offense, to say the least. I recognize that the last time these two teams played, Texas A&M was able to put up 79 points in that affair. As in that game, you saw Texas A&M go 7-19 from three and 20-24 of 24 at the free throw line. I don't think you're going to be getting a replay in this game. Texas A&M had just nine turnovers in that game. I think that that is going to be dramatically higher in this spot. DK Nation right up. That is going to be on the under of 140 and a half. by total out of 136. And with Texas A&M, they were able to knock off Auburn the last time around a few weeks ago. I think that they're going to be able to duplicate the trick. I don't think that they win by 16 points, but I set them as a four-point favorite. So here between three through three and a half, I'm going to be willing to lay the small number with Auburn and or with Texas A&M and with my DK Nation write-up, I'm going to be taking a look at this total under as well. Speaking of the SEC, I do think that you've got a short favorite that is getting a little bit of short drift right now. 621, 622 on the betting board. Georgia is going to be playing us Ole Miss. Ole Miss is between a one and a half to a two point underdog. Toronto's game is a between 137 half and 138. I think the reason why this number is too low is because you are dealing with a few ailments when it comes to the backcourt of Georgia. You've got a pair of guys. It's Gary uh, Terry Roberts along with Kerry Oquendo. They're able to average about 27.5 points per game. Terry Roberts is right now listed as day-to-day. He's been dealing with a little bit of an injury, and he's been your main facilitator for this Georgia team. He's been able to throw in there right in the pocket of about 4.5 assists per game. He's done a relatively solid job on that front. And Kerry Oquendo in one of the team's most recent games, left very early due to an injury, so that's not necessarily so savory, but they do have capable guys like a Justin Hill, like a Mardez McBride that have come in via the transfer portal that still are able to do a solid job. McBride last year at North Texas where the mean green, he was able to shoot about 39% for three, provided a double-figure amount of points. Justin Hill, he's been able to come in from Longwood, and he's still been able to supply you with about eight points in per game, and in the team's most recent game, was able to put up double figures as well. Meanwhile, you've got an Ole Miss team that they have Matthew Morrell back in full. He's been able to give the team 15 points per game, but for Ole Miss, 
dreadful three-point shooting team. They're in the bottom 30 in all of college basketball at this regard. They just have not gotten a lot out of their transfers that they brought in down low as well. Theo Akwuba has been able to give you a block per game, but he only gives you about three rebounds per game. Javius McKinnis, he's been able to give you a little bit more in terms of rebounding recently, but still averaging four and a half rebounds per game. Josh Mbalo comes in from Buffalo. He has not necessarily panned out for the team either, so it's been just failure upon failure for this Buffalo team. It's a Georgia bunch that they rank in the top 40 nationally in terms of opponents' three-point shooting percentage, and this Georgia team has been able to exceed 70 points and now 10 out of their last 14 games. They're not necessarily the most efficient offense. They're outside the top 125 in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis, but it's an Ole Miss team that they're supposed to be really hanging their hat on defense. That's really the only thing that they've got going for them. And it's not necessarily been working out for them. They're currently 133rd in the country. It turns points a lot on a per possession basis. And it's really gotten bad recently for them. They're giving up 18.4 points more, more per one hour possessions last three games as compared to the rest of the season. So I do think that with Georgia, despite the fact that they're dealing with some ailments, they still got good value. I said Georgia even with all of the injuries that they've got as a four and a half point favorite, I'm willing to lay the number. And with both of these teams, neither of them necessarily plays up tempo. Both of these teams certainly have their flaws. So I'm going to be taking a look at the under in this spot as well. So my total at a 134 and a half. And then we're going to close up shop with the number one team in terms of offensive efficiency, having won their toughest tests of the year. 605, 606 on the betting board. You've got Toledo, who's going to be on the road against Akron. Akron is a two to two and a half point favorite with your total between 147 and a half and 148. If you're taking a look on a point scored on a per possession basis, Toledo's the number one team in the country, but I do think that Akron is going to be able to get their style. I'd be willing to lay the two that I'm seeing right now with them at DraftKings. Really, two is the max I'm willing to lay, but I'm willing to lay it. Akron, 250th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. They're now a top 60 team in terms of points a lot on a per possession basis. You're seeing Toledo coming off of just giving up 59 points against Central Michigan as well. A lot of weapons for the Toledo team. JT Shulmate, along with Ray J. Dennis, are able to combine for about 35.5 points per game, but top scorer in this game is actually Xavier Castaneda on the flip side. So looking at the under end, we're going to be looking at this VEASAN pro tip with regards to basketball. VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of these. And with regards to the chase for the record amount of points for LeBron James and anything that involves a historical milestone. Typically, numbers get a little bit overinflated, providing more values on unders. And two men that always provide value, Mitch Moss and Paul Howard. Follow the money comes your way 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.